welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Real People, Real Talks podcast. Yes, back by popular demand is my lovely wife, Ariel. What I want up. <laughs> As you may know, my wife is a teacher and school is out, so more episodes with Bay is coming your way. But today we are talking about mental health and marriage. In other words, how can you be there for your spouse? How can you show up for them mentally and emotionally? Of course, we want to start with God's word. Babe, give us scripture. Open your Bibles to Third John chapter one, verse two. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. You know how we do it here at Real People Real Talk. We really want to see you thriving in your walk with the Lord, in your relationships, and also in your mental health. But before we get too deep into this conversation, babe, I want to talk to you. I want to interview you for a bit right now. Is that all right? That's okay. Okay. So in your opinion, how can marriages thrive mentally and emotionally? Talk to the people. Well, you know, for me personally, I just think that you got to be present in your marriage and in your relationship because being present emotionally, physically, mentally, all of those things, everything else will fall in line. Nice. I'm so glad that you started us off in that way. And we're now going to give the people five specific ways for them to have an emotionally and mentally healthy marriage. Number one is to have consistent check-ins. Disclaimer. These are things that work for us. These are things that continue to work for us. Try them out. If they don't work for you, find something that works for you in your marriage or your relationship. But we just want to help you out just to get started. So, Number one, have consistent check-ins. So clear and consistent communication is essential to a thriving relationship. Yes, and here are some questions that we ask each other on a regular basis, just so we can check in with one another, support each other mentally and emotionally. So right now, we're going to model for you what this conversation looks like in real time, live, unrehearsed. So here we go. Babe, how are you doing spiritually? Spiritually, I've been doing pretty good. Um, prayer and lots of worship music. Um, I've also been um, on a reading plan here lately. I get kind of sidetracked off and on because I'm not a big reader, but reading plans do help me out a lot. How are you spiritually? Yeah. And before I answer, just want to say, as you're having these conversations with your significant other, this is a time to encourage one another, not to judge one another. All right. So spiritually for me, um, it's been going good. Time in the word, time in the worship, time in prayer. Um, during the month of May, I read a proverb a day and I also did some other reading, reading plans to just kind of supplement that time with the Lord. And so that's one question that you should be asking your significant other. How are you doing spiritually? And just to break that down, even just a little bit more, just, you know, Ask them about their prayer time. Ask them about their time in the word and things like that. The second question is, how are you doing physically? And when we and what we mean by this is exercise, sleep and nutrition. So, babe, how are you doing physically? 
Physically, I'm a lot better now that school is out and volleyball is over. I'm able to get more sleep. I've been drinking um, water, which I can always do a better job of because... So proud of you. You know, I am 90% sweet tea. But I can always do a lot better with drinking more water. Um, But I've been getting my sleep in and exercise. I just got off my exercise from volleyball, so taking a break that's good i'm proud of you thank you yes um for me um this month i have been making more healthy choices yeah you have thank you at the time of this recording i lost about 14 pounds and thank you for those claps and so what i've been doing uh, for those that want to know maybe a separate episode um sooner or later but for my lunches i will pack my lunch take it to work something healthy it's usually like a salad and then for my dinner, not eat what I want, but not as restricted as my as my lunch. And then I'm working out more, playing basketball. I'm lifting weights, um, going to bed earlier. So physically, I have been doing well. Good job, babe. Yes. What's the third question, honey? The third question is, how are you doing mentally or emotionally? So this would be a question that you can ask your spouse to get, you know, a little bit deeper, get inside their mind to see, are they feeling stressed? Are they overwhelmed? How is their um, work life, even relationship wise? So, yeah, babe, how are you doing emotionally or mentally? Um, Right now, at the time of this recording, mentally and emotionally, I'm doing very good. Um. Yesterday, we went on a road trip um, to Waco, Texas, and just did some fun touristy things and just had a good time. And uh, once again, at the time of this recording, we are gearing up for our road trip. We're going to go see her family, our family in Memphis. We're going to go to Chicago, Detroit. Overall, just have a fun road trip. So right now, mentally and emotionally, I'm in a vacation mode. So I'm actually doing good. Not stressed, not overwhelmed. All glory to God. What about yourself? Especially with school and volleyball being over. I know you're in a good mood. Oh, yes. I am in vacation mode times 1,000. Just knowing that I didn't have to get up Monday morning um, and go to work or um, go to volleyball practice. Even though I love both of those things. I love my job. I love volleyball. But, you know, things can get stressful and kind of overwhelming, especially at the end of the school year. When, you know, so much stuff is going on, just, you know, and we live in Texas, so there's been a lot of stuff happening here lately, but I just am blessed, y'all. I'm blessed that God has really provided for our family and given me these jobs, but I'm also blessed for this rest that he about to give me. Yes, I'm so glad that you're getting that rest. And that was just a snapshot of what our check-ins consist of. And so once again, just a quick recap, the questions are, how are you doing spiritually? How are you doing physically? And then how are you doing mentally and emotionally? This is it's just an opportunity we can show up for one another. And we won't answer these on air right now, but we just want to give you some other questions that you can add to your check-in time. Yes. So one question you can add is, how can I better support you? This is good. This is a time where you listen to your spouse. You make the proper adjustments. This isn't a time to be offended. This isn't a time to argue. Um, Answer and respond accordingly. Another question is, what can I do to lighten your load? 
Yes, for example, when volleyball season and teaching is in and my wife is having a tough week at work, my goal is to go the extra mile just to be there for her. So sometimes instead of, you know, her cooking that night, say, hey, babe, don't worry about cooking. Let's go out to eat or we can order a piece and just stay in. I'm sending her her favorite of tips treats just to say, I know you're having a tough week. And I love you. Just anything that I can do intentionally to show her that that I care. Amen. And I appreciate you for it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, another question is, what can I do to make you feel loved this week? Yes, that's so good. These questions and having this honest and open um, communication will help you and your significant other just to kind of see where you guys are mentally and emotionally. Um, you can see kind of are they stressed out? Are they are they? experience some anxiety or maybe even depression. So we need healthy communication. So walk in the wisdom and respond appropriately. These are also action questions. So like before they were kind of listening questions, like how are you doing in this? How are you doing in that? But these are more of action questions, something that you're going to have to do. And um, I think people can kind of, get stuck in a rhythm and so it's really good to have these type of action questions because you might be thinking one thing and your spouse is thinking something totally different so you may think oh well I can lighten her load by doing this Mm -hmm. and then your spouse is thinking oh he can lighten my load by doing this and it's two totally different things so being open and honest and just doing these action questions with your spouse will really you know lighten each other's load to be honest Very well said, sweetheart. Another thing I just want to highlight before we move on to the next point is pay attention to anniversaries. And here's what I mean by this. For example, my wife, her godmother passed away about seven years ago on November 5th. So when that time rolls around each year, I'm extra sensitive to her needs. I try to go out of my way to make her feel special and to feel loved. And so if your significant other have experienced a death or something like that, just pay attention to to those anniversaries and be there for them. Because around those times, it it, it can really be tough. I agree. Grief is a process. And so you never know how long or how short it may take. But grief is definitely a process. Oh, that's good. I've heard it said like this, too, that grief doesn't have an expiration date. Yeah. I mean, it kind of hits us in waves. And so if your partner is experiencing that, be there for them. And so the point of this is to carve out time to verbally and intentionally check in with one another, to talk, to listen, as my wife pointed out, to take action and to make the necessary adjustments so you can better serve each other mentally and emotionally. Number two. Number two, give each other Space. Uh oh. You may be saying, "Hold on, Paul. We're married, so we 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 don't need space. Um, boundaries are healthy. Yeah, space is healthy. Yeah. For example, I play basketball once a week. I have fun being competitive and just hanging with the guys. I don't have to worry about you know missed calls and texts from my wife and she's like, "Where you at? What you doing?" No, she gives me that space to go and have fun and just enjoy basketball, and I do the same for her. Yes, because um. On Friday nights, I get with my girls and we just chill out. We have fun, man. And so having that space is very important. Having that space separately is very important. Doing things that you want to do, whether it's playing basketball, whether um, sometimes I would go play uh, sand volleyball. And sometimes I just go over to my friend's house and we literally just sit on the couch and watch Abbott Elementary. So. (laughs) 
And as you're giving each other space, be sure to communicate that. In other words, it shouldn't be a time where my wife comes home on a Monday night and she's like, where is Paul? No, I've already communicated to her that I'm going to play basketball in the same way. I'm not looking at my clock at five or six or seven. Like, where's my wife? No, she already communicated to me that she was hanging out with her friends. So you have to allow each other to be themselves um, and just to have that healthy space. For example, but another way that this manifests itself in our household is TV. There's some TV shows that we watch together and then most of the time, there's some TV shows that we watch separately. So while she's in the bedroom watching her shows, I'm in the living room watching the NBA playoffs. And so space can be healthy. But with that space must come trust. You must trust one another and you must be trustworthy. So going back to the Monday night example of basketball, my wife knows that I am playing basketball and I exhibit faithful behavior to her that she's not like, I wonder what Paul is doing. Is he really at the church playing basketball? You don't want these questions and thoughts of doubts swirling around in each other's mind. So trust one another and be trustworthy. Point number three, have recharge insert day of the week here. So (laughs) ours is recharge Saturdays because we are both off on Saturdays and y'all that's my favorite Saturday ever. (laughs) Yes, we try to have what we call recharge Saturdays once a month. In other words, we leave white space on the calendar. Um, We have uh, we we stay in is more of a slow paced day. And so, babe, what do you like most about these days? Um, To be honest, just not having a schedule. I feel like every day there's some type of schedule that you are sticking to, whether you're going into work, whether you're doing this, whether you have to do that, whether you have appointments here, appointments there, whether it's Sunday and you're getting up, you're getting ready for church, whatever the case is on that Saturday, we just don't have a schedule. Like we wake up whenever the Lord decides to wake us up. And then we may lay in a bed for a little bit and we may say, Hey, let's go get some Starbucks. Or we may say, Hey, let's go make a, a cup of coffee. And then we might sit on the couch and then we might fall back asleep right. and we might watch a movie. It's just open space. It's just open. Insert whatever you guys want to do. And it's more bonding time with you yeah, and bonding, your spouse connecting. because you don't have anything to do. And there are some Saturdays that we may say, no, we can't come to this thing here. Right. Because, Insert function. We yeah, can't do that because this is our recharge saturday because we have so many weekends and weekdays that we may miss each other that we may see each other for an hour and then i'm going to bed at eight o'clock and you know we might not see each other again to that following um night and we may see each other for two hours and so we're not seeing each other a whole bunch during the week because of work and because of responsibilities that we have. And so that recharge Saturday, I look forward to it every Saturday because I can just rest y'all. I love sleep. (laughs) Yes. You have to prioritize and be intentional about your spouse, about your, your marriage because of the person out there that's like, man, I'm super busy. I got so much to do. I mean this respectfully. And I say this with a lot of grace. You are in control of your own schedule. You got to set those boundaries. Yep. You got to learn to say no. And so the way that you can personalize this point is pick a day. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be Saturday like it is for us. It doesn't necessarily have to be once a month like it is for us. You may need more. You may need less. But pick a day. I remember we used to call it lazy Saturdays, but I wanted to, 
I understand that words matter. So we call it recharge Saturdays because rest is productive. So like my wife already said, we just lounge around the house. Uh, love. We, we open the blinds and let some sunlight in. We light a candle and we just enjoy each other's company. So set aside some time to simply enjoy each other's company, catch up on some rest and relax, my friend. Number four is to pray for and with each other. Of course, we got to talk about the spiritual side. But, babe, let's give the people scripture. Scripture, James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So we won't elaborate a lot on this point. It's very self-explanatory. Pray for one another. Pray with each other. Um, take some time either in the morning before y'all go to work, grab hands and pray, or at night before y'all go to bed, grab hands and pray. It's such an intimate bonding and connecting time as you're speaking to God together, as you're speaking to God about one another, on one another's behalf, pray with one another. Amen. Prayer time is very essential for a healthy spiritual foundation of your marriage and it serves as a way to help each other mentally and emotionally and just knowing your spouse loves you enough to pray for you is huge because they talking to god about you that's big that is and number five make your home a safe place this is huge right here yeah your home should be a place where you can just be yourself a place of peace a place of encouragement a place of safety you don't want to come home and be badgered you already getting badgered out in the world your house your home should be a safe space people Yes, for me, I love that I can vent to my wife. You're welcome. Um, thank you. She listens to me without judgment. Um, she always assures me that God is going to work it all out. Jesus and will work it He out. will. And, and listen, my friend, like your words matter. You either can use your words to build each other up or you can use your words to tear each other down. Babe, once again, let's give the people scripture. Scripture. Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any un." Wholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Yes. Use your words to build up your spouse. And so the way that we aim to make our home a safe place, we treat each other with respect. We don't shame each other. Um, yes, we're going to speak the truth in love and hold each other accountable, but we're not going to be overly critical. We're not going to be harsh. We're going to build each other up with our words and with our actions. And so I want to encourage you to fill your home up with love. Serve one another. Share the load. Apologize when you're wrong. Forgive one another. Love one another and uplift each other. And a, a quick note on forgiveness. I want to encourage you to forgive fast and to forgive fully. My wife and I, we have our arguments, we have our disagreements, but our motto is this, life is too short to spend it mad at each other. So we try to resolve conflict as soon as possible. And nothing related to forgiveness is don't hold grudges. You need to communicate to your spouse when they hurt you. Maybe they said or done something that hurt you. and Maybe they don't even know. And you need to be vulnerable enough to communicate that because if you don't communicate that, they may do it again. And because bottle up emotions can cause resentment. 
And this can really wreak havoc on your mental and emotional health. Babe, that's good. That's real good. You know, I mean, you need to give yourself a pat on the back. Matter of fact, I'll do it for you. <laughs> but that that was good because not only will this help you in your relationship and your marriage, but this will help you with friendships and mm, relationships good. with your uh, co-workers, relationships with your family members, because doing all of these things and um, really just being there and being present and knowing when to say things and when not to say things and knowing how to guard your mouth and knowing when to pray and all this other different type of stuff, boy, you'll turn to a whole different person out here. Jesus has snatched these folks up for you. Yeah. So we just want to keep it practical. Just offer you some good wisdom, um, some good, uh, just some practicality in your relationships, in your marriage. And to go even more specific and more practical, I just want to list some examples of some phrases that can fill each other's love tank, can support one another mentally and emotionally. Babe, what are these phrases? Just in case you need a little help, that meal was good. <laughs> I like that dress. Thank you for taking the trash out. Thank you for cleaning up the house after last night when I fell asleep. I love that hairstyle on you. You went to the barbershop today. You looking fine, boy. Have you been working out? Ooh-wee, girl, you looking good. And an underlying point of this is don't take your spouse for granted. Yeah. Maybe they've cooked their meal for the thousandth time. Still compliment them. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's taking the trash out for the millionth time. Still say thank you. Saying thank you and giving compliments goes a long way in showing your spouse that they are loved and they are cherished. It's the little things. It is the little things. Maybe she messed up on the rice one night, but you still ate it. (laughs) (laughs) Story time. One time, my wife, she, I mean, it's not my story to tell, but she struggles a little bit making rice. And so instead of being mad at her, I say, babe, we, we live in 2022. We can buy a rice maker. Did. <laughs> so so we bought a rice maker. So instead of me complaining and saying, man, your rice is so sticky and it's this and that and I don't like it. I just kind of said, babe, it's, I, I don't like it. So let's find a solution together. Indeed. Rice cooker. So and point- I also got a recipe <laughs> from um, a nice friend, Miss um, G. So, yeah, I'm going to do better. Yeah, so the point of this story, the point of this point is do what you can to make your home a safe place for one another. This should be a place where when you come home, you look forward to coming in instead of like, I'm going to stay in the car as long as I can. Hopefully she sleep when I come in. No, that's not a healthy place to be, my friend. And if you're in a position like that, this is not from a place of judgment. We just want you to be in a healthier place. Yeah. Now, even more specific as it relates to mental health and marriage. Um, I want to give you four ways that you can support your partner if they are dealing with a mental health issue. And I got this from an article from the National Alliance of Mental Health and Illness. So here are those four ways. Number one, understand the diagnosis. Very straightforward and self-explanatory. Understand the diagnosis. Number two, research support topics. So educate yourself so that you can support them. Number three, be a good listener. Number four, practice self-care together. Yeah, and with that, my two cents is to practice self-care together and practice it solo. For example, I 
when I go to the barbershop and get my self-care on, get my hair cut, or when I go to the gym, I don't invite my wife. That's my that's my time. That's my solo time. That's my space. She's more than welcome to come if she ever wants to, but that's my time. And so once again, for example, if your significant other is dealing with depression or any other mental health issue, understand the diagnosis, research the support topics, be a good listener, and practice self-care together. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to the article, let me add in, my two cents is probably more than two cents by now. Three cents. But extend each other a lot of grace. Wife may not make the best meal, may not be a five stars on a given night. Give her grace. Your husband, you may have asked him to fix something um, time and time again. And he didn't quite fix it right. Give him a lot of grace. We're not called to be the perfect wife or to be the perfect husbands, but together you can have a great marriage. In other words, let me say it like this. Your marriage can be great without it being perfect because it's two imperfect people giving it a 100 percent at all times. And on a more serious note, I would even suggest individual or couples therapy if needed. And we say this a lot here, but it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to get help. Please don't suffer in silence, my friend. There are resources out there for you. So these were a few practical ways that you can support your spouse mentally and emotionally. And we're going to give you a quick recap before we close out this episode. Number one, have consistent check-ins. Number two, give each other space. Number three, have recharge days. Number four, pray for and pray with one another. And last but not least, number five, make your home a safe place. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we want to conclude today's episode with a prayer and with scripture. Scripture first is what, honey? What's the scripture? (laughs) Romans 12 and 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And at the church, say amen. Amen. And amen again. Amen. We just want to encourage you to be intentional and just being there for one another serving one another and doing all that you can to support each other mentally and emotionally. We want your relationship. We want your marriage to thrive. And now we're going to conclude with a prayer for you. God, thank you so much for um, marriages. God, we thank you for the family unit that you have given us. God, I pray that as we go throughout our days, God, that we are are, um, continuing to give you honor and glory through our marriages. God, we pray that you strengthen the marriages uh, in the U.S. God, in the church. God, we pray that we continue to um, read your word and talk to you uh, even more. God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing in and through us. We pray that each and every person that's listening to this podcast, whether they are in a marriage, God, or are if they are single, God, I pray that you just continue to keep them and they continue to um, love on you, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And we out.